0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited as I always am because we have another really amazing entrepreneur with us today. His name is John Norton his business is Novotique Business Credit, and he helps entrepreneurs who are using their own funding to fund their business to get actual business credit so that they don't have to put all of their own money up to get started. John, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and jumping on the podcast with me. Really appreciate it. Very good. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be really great. We're going to have a wonderful conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm sure you're going to have a lot of value to provide for the audience. Now, Can you just tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do and how you got into this?
1: I looked at this opportunity about five, six years ago, Uh, had a chance to buy into it. And I just, I didn't really have the funding, which is ironic. And so got to the point this last year where I had a bigger bonus from my employment. And I thought, you know what? This makes so much sense. Every business needs it in one way or another. Why in the world can't I help these people like I want to and make money at the same time? Everybody can help anybody, but if we can structure it in the right way and let this thing pay for itself and even tax wise be a nice break for them in the process, what a win!
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Now, you said that you had some money from your employment, so are you still currently employed? Or no,
1: no, I parlayed that into making sure that I didn't have to be anymore, and so getting to the point where there's a lot of choices when you're starting a business and when you're running a business. And most of the time, business owners are going to back up. And what I mean by that is, hey, should I hire more people? No, I'll just take less work because they get scared that they're going to get stuck with an employee. Now we didn't have enough business and I'm going to lay them off. That's not right. It was a movie where they always said yes. And I love that. And, And it always took them to great places. Being positive and having that yes, being able to employ more people, another big win. And if I can let business credit help these folks be able to do that's what I'm here to do.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's absolutely crucial. And like you said, it's a a roadblock that so many entrepreneurs, especially new ones, bump up against because so many people start a business because they love to do something or they're really good at it. And so they know how to do the work in the business, but they don't know how to do the work on the business. Maybe they've never hired or fired people before. And so it can be a big, scary thing if you have never attempted that. And like you said, it stops a lot of people from growing. Before we move on, what were you doing before this? What were you employed as?
1: i sold just a little bit everything. I've sold insurance and cars and uh, always saw a better way to do the business. And I just didn't have the back office or the income or the money to fall back on to do the things that I knew were a lot better to do. And so focusing on business, I've got a political science degree. What's that? I I just, the only thing I knew with a political science degree is don't get into politics. Check. Got it. So I've always loved business. I started off Growing up in a small town of 800 people selling tomatoes and corn out of the back of the truck that grandpa would park by the railroad tracks. That's how I started. So, talking to people, selling them things, I just always want to make sure it's something that they need. And if you can focus on something that people need and isn't, you're not going to get price hacked to death by, oh, I got to go check online and make sure that this is the cheapest price. That doesn't happen here. It just doesn't because nobody knows what to do or what they're supposed to be doing. It's tough to research, but I want to make sure we do it for the least amount, get them the right amount of business credit as we work with them, let it pay for itself as it goes.
0: Awesome. Now, like we talked about a little bit, so many business owners start out by putting their own money into the business, don't understand the process of getting business credit or even what's available to them. That aside, what would you say is the next biggest thing that you see the entrepreneurs dealing with when they come to you?
1: So most of the time when somebody's coming to me, they should have a siren on top of their car because it's definitely an emergency. I'm in super trouble. I need money right now today. The problem is with banks, you've got to have three things. You've got to have good personal credit. A lot of times that's already a problem. I got to have cash flow and I have to have collateral. My best partners are bankers who don't want to keep just smashing people's dreams when they come to the bank for a business loan. Hey, John, I got these guys. I need one of those things. Do they have good personal credit, but they just started? I can help them. Do they have uh, cash flow with the business, but they just got a divorce, so they're at 560 for their personal credit score? I can help them. Hey, we've got a bunch of trucks and vans and so forth that we've bought outright. Now they've got collateral. I can get that as well. So I just need one of those things and I've got a bucket for each one to at least help them get started. I also want them to borrow enough where they're able to pay for the program so I can help them build their business credit as we go. That way they never have to come to me for that particular question or need a siren again.
0: Yeah, and that's such an important point is that so many people in business wait until it's an absolute emergency to start looking around to raise that money. And it's also one of the reasons that so many businesses go out of business is they just don't have any sort of reserve capital or not enough in case they hit a slow season. What do you say to entrepreneurs to convince them to be more proactive and maybe get that line of credit before they actually need it?
1: I just think it's such a value for the long run. I appreciate the emergencies and that We can definitely make sure they're steered in the right direction. But if I'm going to work with somebody till they're going to have $50,000, dollars $100,000 in credit lines, that's a credit line based on the EIN number. And now when you sell that company, that goes with it. So if you're a service company, and you're a plumber, you're an electrician, and you rent the van that you're using and you don't have contracts with anybody, The business isn't worth anything. It's a huge zero. It's your knowledge and your activity and God bless you. But it's not worth anything to sell. You've got to build those things through the EIN number and through business credit. And only 7% of the lenders are going to report business because there's no Fair Credit Business Reporting Act out there. It's not there. How do we structure it best for ourselves so we don't tax ourselves with our social security number. And we don't get to the point where I have no credit anymore personally, because I've done it this way. You can do it, but just you need to be able to fix it as you go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When you start a business and you really care about what you do, it's so easy to pour everything that you have into it. I've definitely been that business owner. My first business I started, so I was in in food for a long time. And so I started with literally enough money to go buy an order of groceries and started selling food to people I knew. And that went well for a really long time. And I was right. able to keep going and building on that for years. But I didn't ever save anything because I thought, I'm just putting everything I have back into the business. I'll grow it until it's really big. And then once I'm making all kinds of money, then I'll start saving money, I'll start investing in things for my future. Mm -hmm. And then I hit that road bump and that was it because I didn't have any money to weather that storm. So when entrepreneurs come to you, like you said, a lot of the times it's an emergency, whether it's an emergency or not, the Mm -hmm. money that they're looking for, what do you find most often they need the money for? Is it for purchase orders, employees, vehicles? Vehicles. Oh yeah.
1: Most of the folks are like, Hey, I have a couple of co-owners and every six months we need a new van. So we have to pull the numbers from the business. We have to pull the numbers from all three owners. Every time we want to get a new van, John, can you help me? Let's just do it with the EIN number. Let's borrow with that. Instead, it's going to take us a little time to get up there, but you got to put the work in. And that's a big part of what we're doing. My coaches aren't able to call up these Home Depots and all these other places and apply for cards for you. That's not going to work. And it's not very legal either. So we need them to have the time to do it. They need, hey, this is important to me. I need this income. I need this backup plan. We're going to be able to do all of those things. When you talked earlier about, hey, I put all this money right back into it. I appreciate that. Because the reality is, the mentality is that this is my business and this is me. So if I use my own credit, and I, it's no big deal because I'm already doing it this is my life. Don't do it that way. Divorce yourself from it. Let's split the EIN and the social security number up completely because the LLC is a shield for you as a person. If you're spending your own card money into that business, you are piercing that shield. And now you've got liability toward those things personally. Stop doing that. I'd love to be able to help those folks that think that's okay.
0: Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because that's actually where I was going next. So many people don't understand, especially as a solopreneur, but people operating under their own name, that if you don't set up a business structure and if you keep the assets under your own name, that as soon as you run into any kind of legal trouble, they can come after everything that you own and there's no protection there for you. Can you talk a little bit more about the protection an LLC offers and why it's so important?
1: The LLC protection is really a limited liability. So it's trying to separate the business from the person. It's its actual own person with the EIN number. It's a social security number for the business. So if you divvy it up the right way, now I have two buckets I can borrow from. Not only am I graduating to making the business do the work for me and even pay off some of those things that I've done wrong before, but now my personal credit is unencumbered from the business. I can grow that back to where it was I know you're all out there. I'm like, oh, my score was 760. And now it's 520. And I don't know what happened. That's what happened. Plus, you can get 10 to 100 times more of a credit line that's per the SBA, if you're doing it off of the business, because as an individual person, you are holding yourself back, the bank's going to only give you so much credit for being a person and activity that you can do to create money the business is that many more times because there's that many more people that could be involved. Give yourself the credit you deserve by setting up the I in the right way.
0: Yeah. And I think so many people hit a roadblock with that because they think it's going to be really complicated. They have to deal with the IRS, which nobody likes to do. And then if you actually go to do it, you find out like you just fill out a form online and it's really quick and easy and they just pop out that number for you and you can get started right away. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things that we just get in our head about and, and then don't ever take action, but it, it's right. really easy to get started. Now, I, I want to ask, I think maybe more for personal curiosity, but what would you say the average credit score of the individual business owner who comes to you is?
1: It's probably around 620. Some of them still have it maintained because maybe they had savings already and they're just using the savings. So there's nothing really credit worthy going on their credit, but when there's an emergency, personal or business, that's when it really starts to, you've got to make some hard choices. I want to make sure no one comes to me and says, hey, you know what, John? I'm a very forward thinker, and I would really like to make sure my business credit is what it's supposed to be. That, that sounds great. No, the, the emergencies are exactly what I'm going to get. But if I've got six months to a year and I can structure starter vendor cards, store cards that most people don't do anymore because MasterCard's easier, Actually, for business, it's not that way. When you start talking about making, hey, there was a 30-day late one time on my business. I'm not sure if it's on there. Coaches can check. We can look at it with you. We can help you dispute it. Disputing business stuff isn't that hard. The personal stuff is crazy. I actually am doing the business credit for a personal credit repair company. let that one sink in for a second. (laughs) That's how different it is. And, And they monitor my personal credit for me that's a trade we can do. I love when things make sense. I had a bill for my VoIP line for the business and we had just started it and it was 75 cents. And I'm like, hey, can we just roll this into next month? So if you run this card, it's gonna be more of a charge for that than you get out of the money. And so they're like, yeah, thanks for letting us know. That's not a great idea. Let's make sense. And most of the times businesses don't, it's just what they've gotten used to or what they've heard is gonna work or the first search reserve on Google when they looked it up because they didn't know. Guys, no, come on. Get with somebody Get with somebody who's made a mistake. Hey, I did that wrong. I, I thought I was going to have uh, an office a- a- and I had an iPostal account and it didn't work. It didn't work for my business. So I got an office with Regis, which is where I'm sitting right now. That makes sense. I've got secretaries. I've got meeting rooms. I don't pay for it all. I pay for a little bit. So, if you're a smaller business and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make this all work, there's great answers. I've actually put together a business startup roadmap on my website, novateek.com, that they can go to and they can start from the very top. It's checking out the Secretary of State for each and every state. I made that map myself. So, don't laugh at my website. I, I created it myself. Um, going down all the way to gift giving for your employees. What do I need to start? What do I, if you've got something already that's a great solution, I love it good for you but if it's not or you don't have one at all let folks that have been down that road who have gotten the wrong product make sure that you're getting into something that's going to work for you
0: yeah absolutely i think that's one of the most important lessons we can learn in both business and life is that when you can learn from somebody else's mistake so you don't have to make it you can save yourself sometimes 5 10 even 20 years of heartache trying to figure it out on your own and turbocharge where you're going Now, one thing I want to ask you is because, like we said, I think so many business owners don't understand business credit. Is there a credit score for a business the way that there is for a person? And what does that look like? And how is that score or whatever they look at decided upon?
1: So, what I did for myself was I took my business and I said, Hey, I'm going to take myself through these steps just so I know. Again, so I can do the things wrong and I can advise them, Hey, This is what you do for the office. This is a terrible way to do the phone number. But making sure that fundability is straight up and down and forward facing the right way everywhere is going to make things so much easier when you get to the point where you're trying to get a loan or talk to somebody about different vendor lines because banks in particular are looking for the address, the phone number, the website, your email to not be Gmail. I'm looking at everyone. Please don't have a Gmail account. Let's figure it out because... They don't see that as very reputable and it makes sense. So the first thing they're going to do is make sure that they're doing an automatic check of all these things. And when they start seeing different stuff online and here comes a different phone number that maybe somebody entered wrong, you actually put it in right. But we've got to check all those things all the time to make sure that they're not out of line. Because if they are and you get auto denied, there's no, you've got to wait for one. For two, you don't know why you got denied. They don't have to tell you. It's just no. So you start to feel bad and you're like, well, maybe we're not doing as great as I thought we were. It's a mind game for sure because they don't have to tell you. So we have all of the criteria for each and everything we're going to recommend already laid out. We check with these vendors every week to make sure that their criteria is correct. So I know that it takes maybe a certain credit score if it's personally guaranteed. I did mine with no personal guarantees. It takes a little bit longer because, well, they wouldn't want my credit score. I've been divorced twice. They didn't want my credit score to begin with. I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm going to make sure my business can guarantee what I'm doing. And so the scores went from, you start with a six on a scale of one to a hundred. It means you could go out of business next month because there's no scores. They don't know you. Whether you've been around for 10 years or not, they don't know about you or how you pay things. So the first time I got a score from the first vendor it went from six to 93. That's how that fast it can go. Now that scales one to a hundred. And as soon as I took out a loan, quote unquote, it's really a savings program like self or, or something along those lines. It went from 93 to 35. So, so we're going to have that in the beginning. It's going to go back and forth until they realize they've never missed a payment. They're early on their payments. One to a hundred is the first in Brad Bradstreet and Experian. Equifax is like from two to five. It's just a scorely thing that I, I don't know where the numbers come from. So when somebody says, "Hey, what's my credit score?" I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's just what are those scores indicating? at and yeah. Bradstreet, the Paydex score is going to tell everybody that I pay my bills on time or ahead of time. If it's below 80, I'm sunk. We never want to miss a payment and we always want to pay actually the day the invoice comes. This isn't a personal credit account. As soon as you get the invoice, already have the money there, pay it off. Same thing with Experian is going to let you know how long they're going to be in business according to how they pay. So different creditors look at different ones. We've got some that report to all three. Now, every month that you use that particular vendor, you've got three experiences every month that can make this go much faster. And that's our focus. We let folks, your coaching and our software, we let you have it for five years. There's no way you should need five years to figure it out. No way. We just, We think it's important to have that access if you ever have questions, so forth. Just going forward from there, six to 12 months is a good, even if you're starting from zero, is a good basic timeline.
0: Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. So it seems like getting business credit is probably not an issue for you. So, what would you say the biggest financial obstacle in your business has been thus far?
1: My biggest financial obstacle is the education of others so I can coach them and train them and use that money to do more Google and more keyword phrases and so forth that allow me to reach out to the greater masses because I'm only one person. I can do a great job with my website. It's not great, but it's there. So making sure that the message is out there and how to do it. But the reality is without the accountability and the coaching, just not going to do it. I wish they would. That would be so awesome, but it's not there. So having the coaching, especially in the beginning, reaching out three times a week, you want that hey, I just didn't get it done yet. I know, we can see it in the back office. We know you didn't do it. We're calling to make sure if you need any help and the help is really, hey, don't forget to do this. So filling out your LLC name and your and number and all these other things that are gonna help us make sure that you're standing tall and the same across the board, that allows us to get these other vendors to give you the credit that you're supposed to get because they know you're a legitimate business because of the way we've helped you structure it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And that accountability is so important. Information for pretty much anything you ever want to do is now out there. There aren't really any secrets anymore in the internet age. But just because you have that information at your fingertips doesn't mean you're going to put it together in a way that makes sense to you or that you're going to actually take action on it. I think it's something like 1% to 5% of people are self-directed enough that if you give them a course of study, they'll go through it all. They'll complete it all. They don't need any accountability. That means that 9 out of 10 people without the help don't actually get the thing done. Absolutely. Yeah. So important, that accountability. Okay. Now, I want to talk a little bit about financial freedom. So I want you to imagine that you are to the place where you're making all the money you could ever want to fund the lifestyle of your dreams and you have people doing all the jobs inside the business so you don't have to show up if you don't want to. What will you do with your time then?
1: I will be living in the country of Belize running my Airbnb that I will be building. I already have the land
0: for it. Amazing. Yeah. That's very cool. That's
1: that's the answer. There's no hemming and hawing. That's what's going to happen. My wife has uh, Raynaud's. So whenever it's too cold, she gets the blood leaves her hands and her feet. So it's a very scary situation, but she's only lived in Ohio and Minnesota and Missouri. She's not great at this. So I'm going to get her out of here. We're going to live in Belize. And this allows me to, if I still want to be a part of it and answer phone calls and help people out, I can. That's still a possibility because of Wi-Fi and God bless satellites. So we, we can get the information where it needs to go.
0: Awesome. I love that vision. And I can't wait until you are there in Belize. Nice. All right, John. So as you work towards building that place in Belize and becoming financially free, do you have a a sort of written financial plan that you follow? Or what does that look like for you?
1: I do. So we started a website specifically for that partnership environment, because it's going to take around $700,000 to build it all. But because of the amount of bedrooms that it has, And because they're separate casitas on the property, you can take your whole family. There's only 3% of the rentals there that are along those lines. So I'm very specific about how we're building it and why we're building it that way to make sure we're as competitive in the market without having any competition. And so for them to spend $900,000 a night to help me pay this off, I want to take that money and then buy out the people that have become partners so then my family can just live there in each one of those, and I can build the next one down the road. That's the written plan.
0: Yeah. That's a great plan. I love it. All right. Now I really have enjoyed our conversation. And before I let you go, there's two things I want to ask. So the first one is for anybody who wants to find out more about the business and what you do, where's the best place for them to go for that?
1: Definitely the website. It's Novateek, N-O-V-A-T-K-E.com. And got a lot of stuff on there. Started a blog on there. You got to have a blog. So started that. It all links back to the homepage. I tried to make it just one easy page. There is a place to schedule time blocks just like this to speak with me, just for me to figure out if that's a good fit for your particular business. Most of the time it's yes. Every once in a while, they've got it pretty well figured out and don't need to spend the money on me. Maybe they tweak it just a couple of places and they can keep going. I'm okay with that too.
0: Awesome. Very cool. And then the last question I have for you today, John, is do you have any parting words or any advice for the entrepreneurs out there?
1: Advice is only as good as where you're getting it from. We talked a little bit about Google and searching and all the information in the world that's out there at your disposal. Who's it coming from? What have they experienced? Are they just repeating what somebody else has said online? Could be. So both you and I, Chris, we've absolutely lived it been through it, have a t-shirt for it, all those things, let me, let Chris, let folks that have done it share that wisdom with you, whether it's mastermind groups, whether it's a phone call, whether it's email, just reach out. The folks that are willing to do those kinds of things back and forth with you, what a blessing. And I don't mind doing that. I'm gonna make money somehow. All of my things that I recommend on my business startup roadmap, Almost every link is an affiliate link because when I'm starting somebody up, it's a one-time fee. I can't keep fishing for people forever. I'd love to also help them with the rest of their business. Let me show you how these things work. It doesn't cost you any more to do those things. I've just found some good stuff. So hone in on exactly what your focus is for business. Let other people guide you on the business path of how to do business in general and then use those educations as tax write-offs, which I think is amazing, as As a way to focus yourself so you can do the business during the time you need to do the business.
0: Absolutely. Wonderful advice. John, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. It's been amazing. You've had so much value to share to me, I know, and definitely to my listeners. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and coming on.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you're listening out there and you enjoyed the podcast and you haven't subscribed yet, I don't know what the heck you're doing because I ask you every time, please go ahead and subscribe. And if you can leave us one of those five-star reviews, that helps us out a ton too to get the word to more entrepreneurs. And if you are an entrepreneur as well and you want to come be on the podcast like our amazing guest John did today, we'd love to talk to you about that. You can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com.
2: And we'd love to chat. We'll see you all next time. John, thanks so much. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances, and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.